Hi, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the session. Uh, my name is Edwin Galang. I'm a Cloud Solution Architect at Cohesity. Um, and you know, my background, just kind of overview, is obviously I'm a Cloud Solution Architect, but my, I was, before I was a sysadmin, did um, Solaris a long time ago, did storage, did professional services, product management, um, and in this role, doing um, cloud solutions. And then this session, we're going to be talking about um, from RDS to SAP, protect your cloud data business the right way. Right? How do we, you know, we're seeing more and more customers um, start leveraging the cloud for databases. It was initially kind of EC2 instances, IaaS, and see more and more PaaS. Um, so this session, we'll talk about, you know, how to protect that data the right. Um, because when you shift that data into the cloud, you still have responsibilities for the data in it and how to protect it. So the agenda for today's session, um, going to go over cloud databases, right? Um, you know, from a show of hands, how many database DBAs are in here? Okay. Okay, so roughly maybe 30, 40%. Uh, just talk about cloud databases and then talk about you know, the popular ones, right? RDS, um, Amazon Relational Databases, how to back up and recover it, what's built in, what isn't, you know, what, what you're going to do to protect that data. SCP HANA, we're seeing more and more customers leverage the cloud because now they have the capabilities to run it in an EC2 instance and scale it and, and have that simplification and how you can protect that. Then also cover the traditional, customers still want to do it in IaaS, SQL Server, Oracle, running in the cloud, how to protect that. And then kind of a solution, solution overview of what, of what CoEC can do for you. Um, and then kind of at the end, I kind of talk about what we do as a company. What is CoEC, you know, how we're doing that. And then I'm going to do a live demo. So I'm going to demo um, leveraging, we're a software platform, we scale out. I'm going to be able to deploy our entire cluster and configure it for basic configurations within the, within the, the live demo and show you how to use it. So that's kind of the agenda. So let's go ahead and get started. So cloud databases, uh, they're one of the most popular resources leveraged in the cloud, right? And it's kind of hard to see on this, uh, the graph, but you know, nearly 50% of people are leveraging it and more people are looking to do it. Because it, it, it makes a great case is that now I don't have to do, worry about all the infrastructure underneath of it. All I have to do is a DBA is manage the data. I don't have to worry about patches, I don't worry about OS. So customers are seeing that value is really easy to market, easy to do, easy to maintain. So more and more customers are adopting that. And you're seeing 8% you know, year-on-year growth, but a lot more customers are, are, are leveraging you know, AWS RDS in order to you know, simplify their environments and deploy maybe test environments or production because like I said, it's all managed for you. You can just do what you need to do and let, it, let AWS manage everything under the covers. And then this is a slide that you see on their website. You know, we talk about it a lot, is data responsibilities, right? You know, I think when the cloud was first released, everyone assumed that your data was protected. And they do protect your data um, you know, for HA high availability. They replicate the data between sites. But you are responsible for all the other parts of the data. You know, obviously uploading the data, protecting it, um, you know, being an admin for a very long time, you know, people delete stuff. I mean, I've seen rogue scripts go out and delete entire databases, file systems. Um, you still need to protect your data in that way as well. And it kind of here circles is that data, uh, client-side data, you know, encryption, just because it's running in an RDS or it's running in AWS, you still have to have that same thought process that you had running on-premise, right? That's an important thing to keep in mind is, you know, AWS simplifies that process of deploying and creating databases, um, but you're still responsible for any type of you know, protection or regulatory requirements. And I was in the financial industry, we had a ton of regulatory requirements. We had to save data for a certain amount of time, we had to know where it was, we had to document it. Um, and so they do provide avenues to protect that data, but 
it may not meet the requirements that your company or your regulatory requirements um, need. So that kind of just gives a baseline of you know, level setting of where RDS sits, where databases are, and kind of focus on Amazon RDS is probably the leader, uh, is the leader kind of in databases, in PaaS services um, in the industry. There's six flavors that they, they offer. Uh, probably the most popular is Aurora, um, is MySQL, um, Oracle, SQL Server, MariaDB, and Postgres. So these are the ones that we see customers deploying out in the field, um, leveraging their environments, um, because Aurora is something that um, Amazon has kind of um, created it and done more, we see more customers leveraging um, Aurora, but you know, these are the flavors that we see customers deploying out in the field. And just like you would do on-premise, you know, do you back up that, that data on-premise? And the question is, of course, of course you do. That's the thing that you have to do because of, because of test dev requirements, regulatory requirements, you always do that. So why not, why is it any different in when you're running in the cloud? And it isn't. And Amazon does provide an avenue to protect your data, right? We know that and Suma says, for some organizations that, that works, what they deploy. So they provide automated backup. Once you deploy an RDS in AWS, it's automatically backed up daily and you know, just transaction logs, does the database, and it's done for 35 days, which is fantastic. And that may be the requirement that you need, but when I was in a, an admin, 35 days was, 30, we used to need like two, three years, seven year retention, so that wouldn't work for us. But for a lot of customers, that will work. Um, the other option is you can do manual snapshots. You can go into the UI, and I'll kind of talk through that um, as well, or you can automate it, you know, if you script it, that takes a little bit of work. So it does, it does provide an avenue to protect the data. You're taking snapshots, transaction logs, um, but what if you needed backups in different intervals? Um, maybe for a test dev database, one day for 35 works, but what if I had a production database in every two hours? I wanted to lower RTO. Um, it doesn't provide that avenue, and that's kind of where we, we, we come into play. So kind of 35 retention, manual snapshots, and one of the themes that we always talk about is how do we make it easy, right? How do we simplify that? If, if 35 days doesn't work on the, the built-in process, I can manually do it, but that's something else I have to manage, I have to do, I have to think about, you know, so that manual retention, the manual snapshots um, is another thing that I have to think about. And that's where we come in and we have our cloud storage uh, snapshot manager. And that provides the ability to, it leverages all the APIs um, that you know, AWS uses for their snapshots. Um, and it also provides the ability to do EC2 instances, right, we're focused on RDS here. Um, but we can do policy-based snapshots and we can have that long-term retention for longer than the 35 days. And I'll kind of show you what it looks like um, when I do the dive demo, but you can have the ability to create longer retention periods. You can recover in a single UI um, from our interface instead of having to go into the UI. So we simplify that process and we can meet all the regulations that you need. Um, and just like any, S any snapshot is, is stored in S3. And then we have that, we're, we're also capturing the metadata about the snapshot, so you can easily recover and search for it, whether you're running one cluster or multiple clusters in your environment. And we also have the ability to replicate the snapshots between regions, right? Just like on-premise, when you take a backup, you typically, if you're doing like traditional matter, you, you back up maybe tape or to the cloud and you move it off-site in case something happens to your data center, right? So with the same cloud snapshot manager, we have the ability to replicate snapshots between regions. And I'll show you that as well in the demo, is really simplify the management of it. Is we take it to a different level, kind of more enterprise-ready um, snapshot management and protection for your RDSs. So you could take a snapshot, have it, whatever retention time you have, expire it, delete it, 
and then also replicate it to different or multiple regions as required for disaster recovery or just other purposes. And this is kind of a, just a screenshot of our UI, and I'll, like I said, in the demo, I'll kind of walk through it. Is, you, know, you simply just say protect. I register my source, my AWS source. Um, I say RDS. Um, from there, I just create a policy, a protection job, and I have a policy telling you what I want to do with that data. Because not all data is created equal, right? You might have test dev databases that maybe use the native snapshots, um, use the native tools. Um, but you have um, production databases that need different policies and different retention policies. So we have that. And then when you recover, the same UI. So that's kind of the theme is simplify that process, right? There's, there's going to be multiple types of databases that you're running, RDSs. And we want to simplify that process so you can back up and recover the data very easily and very efficiently. And, and our entire UI is built on a REST API. So if you want to, you know, you leverage the API in your own environment, you can leverage us as well at that single point, single platform, single UI. So kind of the benefits that we have, you know, it's the Cloud Snapshot Manager can be run on-premise. So if, if you're only running RDSs and you want to manage it from remotely, um, we're just copying the metadata, you can manage that data um, and your instance running on-premise. Because what, what we see, in my experience, we see it's a hybrid model. We see most customers running mostly on-premise um, or maybe 50-50 or 80-20 in either direction. There's still an on-premise and hybrid model. So you can leverage the Cloud Snapshot Manager on-premise or you can deploy it in the cloud. Because we're a software-based solution, we give you that flexibility and that same UI regardless of where you deploy it. Um, so it simplifies that process. Um, in, like I said, we're only storing the metadata. So you can search all the information, but we're not, with the Snapshot Manager, we're not capturing all the data and bringing it onto our platform. Um, so you can easily find the data that you need really quickly. Um, and that's, that's very important, too, is, is protecting the data is super important, but also be able to, to track it down, because people do different things. Um, you can easily find it with the metadata. And then the ability to replicate between regions is super important, right? Because we've seen, unfortunately, there, there's outages, right? They, they manage that data center. You might have an outage in a region. If you have a snapshot in another region, you can recover, depending on what you do. And then kind of the, the other theme is single platform, right, UI, one platform for backup cloud and hybrid. Um, in on-premise. We're seeing you know, customers still have legacy. Um, I think we had a session before, and one of the panelists talked about you know, their 80-20 um, hybrid on-premise and in the cloud. Um, they still need to protect the, the legacy, but the new applications may be leveraging RDSs in, in the cloud. They want to manage one single platform. And you know, we can scale depending on what your requirements are, um, depending on what you want. And we have that flexibility to deploy on the cloud or on-premise, um, depending on your, your user needs. So that's kind of just an overview of RDS. You know, the things to keep in mind, right, is you know, make sure they, they do have native built-in tools that will do snapshots. It's manual. It's 35 days. If that doesn't um, meet your requirements, you know, we can deploy us, and we can manage everything in one single UI. Um, those things are things to think about, because the responsibility is yours for the data that's contained in the databases. So the second part is SAP HANA. You know, like I said, seeing more and more customers um, SAP HANA is you know, very, very, very large um, implementation around the world and seeing more and more customers starting to deploy it in the cloud because now um, you know, SAP HANA is certified of them, but also it's very easy to deploy in the cloud, you know, that simplification. Um, so what is it? I, I'm sure all of you know what it is. It's in-memory platform. Um, you know, it allows, it's designed for the next generation of applications. So just like you know, kind of what the cloud did for you know, 
EC2 and, and RDS is, is SA PANA has consolidated everything into one platform for OLTP and applications in a single platform. So you no longer have multiple point databases, you can use SAP HANA for everything. So a lot of more customers, and with it being in memory, you get really, really great performance um, on that. And just like any database, you know, it's in memory, you still need to protect it. So, um, and also it has advanced analytics that customers are starting to use. So we're seeing more and more deployments with HANA um, that they leverage just for a single platform in their entire environment. So you know, what do we do for that, right? When you deploy HANA in, in AWS, um, you deploy it obviously in an EC2 instance, depending on the size, you can do it on SUSE or RHEL. Um, and then what we do is, is you deploy your SAP HANA instance, whether it's in scale up or a scale out model. Um, we leverage, um, we're certified with their backend API. So we provide that ability to easily protect that data um, onto our platform. Um, and, and you leverage um, the standard SAP HANA Studio tools and DBA Cockpit or HDP SQL to protect that data, and we're writing directly to our, our cluster um, for, the, for the protection of that data and recovery of it. So just a couple points about it. You know, we, able, we enable backup and restore and querying um, delete operations. It's compatible with all the native tools. Um, so today you can leverage your, your native tools to protect HANA. Um, and recover it, but also we have a, a, a tool called Remote Adapter where you can integrate it within our platform to kind of manage the backup of it. You know, you can do it either manually through the, the typical tools, do like a cron tab to do it, or leverage Remote Adapter to kind of automate it within our UI. And I'll, I'll, like I said at the demo, I'll show you that. Um, we support both 1.0 and 2.0, and, like and we support whatever deployment model you have. So typical we see is typical scale up model is a single and you scale it up depending on the the, the database or scale out, we have multiple nodes for high availability. So key points about backend, um, you know, it's executable, so you deploy um, basically the agent on every node, if you're doing a scale out or a scale up on a single node. Um, and then from there, the, when you initiate a backup, and I'll show that in the demo, is it leverages the backend API in order to do the backup to our cluster. So um, it, what it does is as your backend of data has multiple streams, depending on how many nodes you have, so you can scale it out so you get great performance um, to, to back up the data and also recovery, right? That's also the, the thing you have to think about is when you back up data, you have to be able to recover it very quickly. And so what we have is the ability to use the pipes, um, the API, the call and recall data uh, into your environment. And we also do obviously parallel logs for parallel um, sessions for logs as well. So we do both the data and the, the logs um, across parallel nodes um, in, in our cluster. And our architecture, I haven't really gone over a little bit, I'll kind of go at the end, is it's a software-based solution that scales out. You typically have three to four nodes you start with, and you can scale it linearly for performance or capacity. So, and it runs the same binaries, whether you're running on-premise on a, a bare metal server or in AWS Cloud. So it kind of has that same look and feel and it's a software-based solution. So the benefits with, with HANA is, um, you know, it's tight integration with, with SAP. So we've got it certified. Um, we use the backend, and that's the preferred method. There, there is the way to do NFS. We support file services we'll talk about. If you really want to do it, there's traditional backup DBAs who want to do kind of NFS. We can support that. But backend is the, really the easiest and the most efficient um, way to do protection. Um, we can do both multi-streaming with data and logs, um, and we support all the configurations for SAP HANA, whether it's scale up or scale out. Uh, same thing, ease of management. You can leverage the DBAs. Um, you can use whatever tools that they are comfortable with. 
um, whether it's you know, HANA Studio or um, HDB SQL, to do the backup um, recovery to our platform and recover it very easily. So simplified. Or if they use the remote adapter, they can do it within the UI. Um, and we're enterprise grade, right? Like I, I talked about before, is, is HANA is enterprise grade um, SAP HANA database. Um, it allows, we can scale up and, and meet those performance requirements for backup and recovery depending on what your business needs are. So that's kind of HANA, R, AWS, RDS. Um, but also, you know, we still have a lot of customers that still want to do, whether it's on-premise or in AWS Cloud, is, is deploy SQL Server in uh, EC2 instance. So we support that as well. So you know, a single platform, and that's kind of the theme here, is we can do all those databases that you have running in your environment, whether it's legacy or net new with RDSs, um, we can support that. With, with SQL Server, we deploy, obviously, an agent. Or if they want to do traditional uh, backups through uh, SMB, we, we support that. Um, so we can do you know, VSS, doing backups. We can do file level, uh, table level, or database level recoveries within SQL. Um, when you're doing protection when it's in IaaS. So you, know, you may have an environment in AWS that is using some RDS, but they're using traditional. You know, Windows 2008 is one of the big ones people are trying to move to, um, move out of. Um, is you can leverage us to back up that in a traditional manner, and we're doing CBT. We do rule forward logs um, in your SQL Server. And then the same thing with, with Oracle is you know, not everyone wants to deploy an RDS with Oracle. So we have, the, we have RMAN for NFS. So a lot of um, customers still want to do NFS. So we have the file services to do that. Um, we have uh, an agent, the RMAN agent, that will integrate and write directly to us as well. So we have that ability to do data protection for you know, Oracle, um, whether it's um, running as RDS or as a bare metal instance. Um, and it provides full incremental um, log backups. And, and you can protect databases across um, you know, multiple servers, um, whether it's rack or, or a traditional um, deployment of, of Oracle. So when we put it all together, you know, we have a single solution that customers can leverage, whether they're leveraging using, you know, RDS in the cloud, um, if, if they need um, multiple points in time, um, whether they're deploying an IaaS, an EC2 instance, um, SQL Server Oracle, or SAP HANA, you know, we have all the native um, agents and, and certified tools in order to um, protect that data and recover it in a timely manner, whether it's running in AWS or if it's running on-prem or in a hybrid environment. So that's kind of just a, a quick overview of RDS and, and RDS and database backups. Um, this is just about us. What, what are we? Um, we have a phenomenal pedigree. Our founder, we were founded in 2013 by Mohit Arun. Um, who co-founded Nutanix, and he was a lead developer for Google File System. Um, we have an experienced uh, management team from Nutanix, from Google, from VMware EMC, and we're growing. Um, last year, we had 300% year-in-year growth, and we're 70% in enterprise. So, you know, customers with enterprise requirements um, are leveraging us um, in their environment. And we have top-tier investors like Sequoia, um, Cisco, you know, Morgan Stanley, um, HP, and Cisco, who. Um, have invested in us for the future um, for our platform. And so just a kind of an overview of, of what we do is, you know, it's cohesive for your cloud journey, right? Data management redefined is we have these three tenants, backup and recovery, um, whether it's RDS, um, EC2 instances. Um, we have the ability for disaster recovery. We can back up directly into different storage classes. Um, 
And we also have the ability to innovate. We have you know, the ability to do file services and DR um, in, in our platform. We have a, a marketplace as well um, for your cloud journey. So when we look at it a little deeper is we can provide backup and recovery with Cloud Snapshot Manager for um, EC2, but also for RDS, um, like I talked about. We could back up the data onto our platform when you're using like EC2 and move it to different storage classes for storage for long-term retention. For disaster recovery, we could migrate data into the cloud. If you want to migrate you know, um, databases into the cloud and running in VMware or Hyper-V, um, we can um, leverage it for disaster recovery. Um, you write your, your backup into the cloud and recover it into um, an RDS, depending on what it is. And then we also have that innovation where we have smart files, um, dev test, and um, data analytics. So what we're built on is cloud native. You know, we're globally efficient. You know, we are a software platform. We do dedupe across our platform, whether it's running on-premise or in the cloud. Um, so it's cloud native, so we grow and scale just like the cloud does. Um, and it's one platform for all your protection. You know, I, the emphasis, right, is, is protecting RDS and, and uh, SCP HANA and Oracle and SQL, but we can do everything in your environment um, globally in, a, in an efficient manner. And then, you know, so we simplify that process is, is to keep it simple, right? Instead of having multiple point products, um, you know, you have a single product, you manage your entire environment, um, whether it's RDS, EC2, or SAP HANA. So. So from here, I'm just gonna do a demo, um, a live demo of, of our platform. Um, and what I'm gonna do today is, um, how many have used Lambda? Anyone use Lambda? Okay, so fair amount. Um, so what I'm gonna do in the demo is, I'm gonna do a live demo, I'm gonna just deploy our Cloud Edition, our data platform, um, and I've created a Python script, I've uploaded it to a Lambda function, and then the second part of that Lambda function is going to do the configuration of the environment. So, um, I'll kick that off right at the beginning and I'll kind of show you what I'm doing. And then while that's running, it'll take approximately 10 to 15 minutes um, to deploy. Um, I'll kind of step you through our UI and how to protect data um, in the environment, so. Okay, um, so this is uh, my Python scripting. Um, by far, I'm not a Python coder, but I was able to create Python. Um, one of the things that we are built on is a REST API, and you know, we're a software solution. So um, what I did is I created two Python scripts. The first one, what it does is it goes out and deploys our cluster. And the second one, after the cluster is configured or deployed, it goes out and configures my AWS source. It creates a, uh, a protection job, and I'll talk through all these, these items, a, uh, a policy of how long to protect it and where to protect it to, and then you know, you're ready to go. So this, this process takes, with Lambda, it takes about 15 minutes because of the deploy and all those things. So um, that's what I'm gonna do. So if I go into uh, my AWS console, I have my two functions. Um, and then what I do here is I have a deploy function, a deploy. And then I have, you know, configuration of telling it, you know, which region I'm gonna deploy it at, you know, what's my AMI, um, you know, all the things I need to do in order to deploy you know, the cluster and, and the control VM that will, will manage it. So I have all these um, parameters, and then from there, once I set these, I can go ahead and just test. So that kicks off, and I will run a, a little script. What this is gonna do is, it's gonna just, as it's running, you'll start seeing it populate, like I'm deploying the control VM 
um, which is what we use in order to deploy the cluster. And then once that happens, it starts deploying the cluster. So um, that will take, I'll have it run in the background, but then while we're doing that, I'll kind of give you, I already have an environment set up that I'll kind of show you what, what we look like. So um, we're all um, HTML5 UI. Um, so this is an environment that I've already pre-built, that I've already protected data in. So you know, the premise on it is um, you can manage um, your environment from a single place. So this dashboard um, here. And so this is a cluster that's running in AWS. Um, I'll walk around here. Um, so it's telling me the health, how much storage I have, um, information about my cluster. So it's very, very straightforward, very simple to use. Um, it supports multi-tenancy if you need to. And this would look the same whether it's running in AWS or on-premise. So um, it's also, like I said, it's built on, so I don't need that there. It's built on a REST API. So everything that you see in the dashboard, you can leverage, and that's how I'm leveraging Lambda with, is I can configure it all with a REST API. So if you already have you know, a user interface that you already have customized, um, you don't have to use our UI. You can use yours and deploy it that way and, and configure the environment that way. So all the REST API calls are here. You can leverage those in order to do it. And that's, what I'm, like I said, what I'm doing in my Lambda function. Let me see how we're doing here. So already you can see that I've deployed my control VM. So that's the thing that we deploy from in our environment. Um, we, you don't obviously typically wouldn't deploy it this way. You can. Uh, we have, I'll show you, Helios is a SaaS offering that manages the environment. You can deploy it from a UI. But this is, you know, we're at a DevOps um, you know, trade conference, so why not do it from the, the, the CLI, right? So from a Lambda function. So while that's running, um, we, if you go to our dashboard, um, what we have here is the first thing that you would do is when you're connected into your AWS, whether you're using Cloud Snapshot Manager on-premise or this, this deployed in AWS, is you just register a source. You'd register your AWS credentials so I can connect into my environment. Um, so I've done that already. And then from there, the next thing you do, so it's, it's really simple. It's like you create a source, you create a policy of how long, which is how often I want to protect it, where I want to protect it to, um, and then you just create a protection job. So it really simplifies. Like I've worked in legacy backup software where it takes multiple steps to do. We try to keep it as simple as possible. And like I said, you can use the REST API in order to do this as well. Um, so here I've created one policy, but um, if we drill into it, um, it's called daily. Um, what I'm doing is I'm having it, if I edit it, I have it run every hour. Um, I create multiple policies. We provide like three basic ones when you deploy the cluster. Um, but this one I'm doing every hour for the demo so I can show you. Um, it's replicating to my source, you know, my, my AWS account, and it's going to a different region. And I have multiple regions that I want to replicate to. So if I want to have east, you know, west, central, I can do that as well. Um, and then I also have the ability to archive. Um, so one of the things is we talk directly to all the storage classes. So if you have like an EC2 instance that you want to protect, um, you want to replicate the snapshot to the other site, um, but you also want to have it for long-term retention, we can easily um, replicate it for a long-term archive. So here I'm doing an S3 bucket, but if I wanted to do another one, I can easily either select the existing one or I can register an external one. So we try to make it as easy as possible and all, um, all the different storage classes are available. You know, that's the thing. Um, when I was at the Financial Institute, right, we, we actually retained everything forever, which our tape company loved, you know, Iron Mountain. Um, but here, you know, you can do is leverage the different storage classes depending on the best use of it, right? So you can 
copy your data to S3, then IA, then archive, and then deep archive, depending on what, what your requirements are, and it's really straightforward to do. So going back is, you know, you create that policy, so it's telling me how often and where I want to write it to um, and, or replicate it to. And then once you do that, then you go into protection, and you say, okay, um, I want to protect, here I have my, um, I have my um, RDS already protected, and then I would basically select uh, my environment, um, and it shows me all of my RDS instances. I can add uh, my objects um, into that RDS um, and, and select it. I'm walk away. So, I mean, essentially, that's all you have to do is you create that protection job, um, and then it's just as easy to recover, right? So, for our AWS RDS, is you know you can go ahead and recover. If I go to recoveries, I've already done a recovery earlier this morning. So I just go ahead and do RDS. And then because we do all the metadata search, metadata capture, um, all I have to do here is you know, I could do the database that I have or I can do um, just a global search. And then it'll tell me, uh, here's my um, RDS instance. And then I can select the recovery point depending on you know, where I want to choose. Um, and then I can go ahead and select the recovery mechanism, whether I want to recover it to it. So you can definitely do this in the UI, but with you know, our UI, I mean the AWS console, but with our UI, you can do it you know, across all your different RDS instances. So you can select um, you know, where you want to recover it to, um, how many objects you want to recover um, from there. And then so what you'll see in the console is, um, here's my uh, RDS console. Um, if we go into snapshots, you'll see all the snapshots that you know, we've created. And we name it with Cohesity, so if I do a search for it. So these are all the snapshots that we've created for our RDS instances. Um, so this is locally, so I'm managing it within my protection policy, doing it every hour um, for this demo, um, so there. And then I have also have it replicating, so if I go to my east, as part of the, back, the, the backup uh, protection job, um, I'm having it replicated to the different region. So, you know, by creating that policy and adding those that RDS to be protected, you know, I can easily, you know, simplify that process without having to manually do it. So it, it makes it uh, very easy to do. So that's kind of RDS uh, backup recovery. You know, I did a, a recovery earlier. Um, here um, for RDS. So you'll see. Um, it's my snapshots and my databases that I did a recovery for here. Let's see how we're doing in terms of our Lambda instance. Still, still deploying. Yep, okay. Um, so let's take a look at uh, SAP HANA. So um, I will go into my HANA environment. Um, so here uh, I have uh, SAP HANA running in an EC2 instance in AWS. So if I go into, I can give you HDB info. I'm timed out here, which I did. Um,
So I have uh, you know, my, my uh, SAP HANA instance running EC2 instance. So from here, um, what we did was we installed the, um, the agent onto it. And what that does is it works with uh, HANA to use backend in order to protect the data. So you'll see in my config, my global INI file, um, it has us leveraging our, our param file in order to write to our cluster in the, in the cloud. And then if we look at uh, our param file, it's just telling us our cluster, where it's writing to, um, and you know, the, the, the data. And I'm actually, for one of the demos, I'm just doing a cron tab entry, so it's just running a backup. Um, we're using HDB SQL in order to do the backup to, to a view um, on our cluster. And if I drill into the same cluster that I was looking at from here, um, we have SAP HANA view that's writing the data to, um, to our cluster to do to backups. And then if I go to HANA Studio, um, if I look at our backup catalog, it'll show us all our backups that we've been doing that's writing to our environment. So we can easily, right from our HANA Studio, we can go ahead and backup tenant database, and then just run, and have it run a backend, and then do a complete backup. So what, what's that, what, what that is doing is it's using the backend in order to write the data directly to the Cohesity cluster, and then based on the parameters, it's, it's you know, writing the data to it as well. And the, the nice thing about how we do our backup, because we're the backend certification and we have file services, is we backup using backend, but you can also see the data uh, because we can expose that view um, to the server as an NFS mount. So you can leverage it to recover data um, in place or to a different location, um, depending on your, your requirements for that. So we do have some data on there. So it's always fun to do kind of a, a sales dashboard that has information in it. So I can go into HANA Studio, go into my tenant database and delete it. And then from there, I can go ahead and recover. So. Go back here. So I, I delete the data. So all I have to do is because I've taken a backup, I can go into here and then do a recovery. It's not deploying. Yeah. 
So that's, that's kind of um, the demo. I think it's still, still churning out. Any, any questions? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the question is um, running Oracle backup, running Oracle backups, uh, letting the DBAs back up the data and then making sure they can't delete it. Uh, we can, um, you can do um, permissions. I mean, we're doing, are they doing Oracle on NFS or, or RMN on NFS type, type backups? We're, we're just testing for VCD now. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah, so the question is, can you do permissions? And yes, you can. So if you're writing to, um, if you're doing like NFS, you can just make permissions where they can write, but they couldn't delete the data on top of it. Um, we can also, with a policy, protect that data as well. Um, so if they're writing to an NFS share, um, we can create a policy that protects that and create snapshots of that data. So, we're doing agent-based. Uh, yeah, you definitely could do that. Yeah. Question. Yeah, so the question is, um, financial industry, they want to have our back control, uh, role-based access control, so that certain users can see certain things and do in recovery or backup, and the question is yes. So we support both multi-tenancy, but also support just general RBAC, so you can give certain users the ability to use the UI and just see data, um, certain users to back up and certain users to recover. So yes, we definitely integrate. That's obviously an important component, is having end users have the ability to do backup and recover themselves. Um, we do support that. Excuse me? Um, so the question is, how much does it cost? Um, it, we're, we're, we license by terabyte used. So that's how we listen. So depending on you know, how much uh, capacity that you're using in your environment, that's how we, uh, that's how we, we license it. Oh, okay, so, so the, the HANA, what we do is we're writing to a view, so it's, a, it's, a, it's basically a pipes back in API, so it's writing directly to that, and I kind of show you that. Um, I did jump around a little bit. Um, so it is writing to us, and then you can have, um, I can actually show you that. So the question, sorry, so his question was, are we writing the HANA backups to an S3 bucket? And so initially it's writing directly to our platform, but as part of this, the storage poli the, 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 um, the policy, we can tell it to write um, the data to whatever storage class you want. So um, let me go back here. And if we go here, we have a protection job. Um, and then you can tell it, you know, um, based on a policy, that that data that's in that view that's being protected to the HANA um, view, we can have it protected to S3 storage classes. So initially it lands on us. And typically that's what we want to see is, 
you want to land it on us so you can have faster backup and recovery, but then for long-term retention, you can definitely archive it out to whatever tier that you want, S3, you know, Deep Archive, or Glacier. The backup catalog? Yeah. Um, we, so the backup catalog, we could back up like the file system. Um, so we, we can also do the file system backup of that. Um, so yeah, we can definitely do that as well. Um, so we could protect with an agent, like the, um, the backup catalog um, of, the, of, the, of the data. And we can also archive that out as well as, as you need it to. So. Question in the back. Definitely. Um, so we, in a clustered environment, we have multiple nodes. Um, so typically what you do is um, if, you, if you needed like a maintenance fix, it would do like one node at a time, and then it would, it would span across that. So you'd have limit, almost no outage. Um, that, I mean, that's the idea is, you know, our, our platform is a hyper-converged solution, so it has all the, every server can serve data and recover the data. Um, so in, a, in an upgrade, you would just upgrade one node at a time, and as each node is upgraded, it would come offline. So. Um, yeah, it would be a rolling, a rolling upgrade. Question? Sorry, is that, I didn't hear the last part. So the question is, what kind of Oracle backups we do? Um, that, I, 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 we're doing RMAN. RMN backups? Right. That I'm not sure. I can ask, get your question answered. I'm not sure if we do an image or I know we're doing RMN with an agent or NFS, but I don't know if we're doing image or or uh, I can I can we can talk afterwards and get the question answered. Right. Potentially, right. It's just a, um, how many connections you have into the environment to recover. Um, we do multiple streams. Um, it, you know, it is, um, it is their certified way of doing it. I mean, you can do NFS if you wanted to as well, um, if, if you prefer that method. But um, from that perspective, it's what SAP recommends you do with backend, right? Um, in terms of recovery, we've seen re backups, you know, almost a gig per second, and then recovery, just depending on how many nodes you have in your cluster that we can recover to and how, how much capacity you have. Typically, we see like the network um, be the bottleneck before us being the bottleneck, because we have multiple nodes, so we can stream multiple times. So depending on the amount of data, um, you know, we've seen like backups, you know, multiple terabytes backup taking a couple minutes, and recovery probably very similar um, in that. It's, it's all relative to your data, but like I said, it, um, this depends on your environment and how many nodes you had, because the nodes will help you scale and, and recover the data faster. So do we do kind of a DR testing on this against one of the other uh, sections of the actual where uh, they show that the user actually has to turn off the VM and do kind of that? So we can ask, can we do all of that with these documents as For SQL Server, we can today. Um, we don't have the methodology to do HANA. Um, like in a workflow, like a, in, in our UI um, for, um, 
you can do test dev, and you can do, basically, I don't actually have anything, but you can clone, um, like SQL and VMs. Um, so those are just basically all automated, so it'll create everything for you. Um, with HANA today, it's, it's a basically a recover, um, you have to create the database and recover into it um, at this point. Um, it's something they're looking to do um, you know, within the UI as well, because initially you wanted to just get the backend certified. Um, so if you're talking about EC, uh, VMs and SQL, we can definitely do it today. Um, but with HANA and Oracle, we don't have that. It's something we're looking at to do. Any other questions? All right. Well, thank you very much for your time here, and I hope that it helped. And if you have any more questions, um, we have a, a booth down in the exhibit hall, and, or you can come after and ask me questions. So thanks. Yeah.